0: Somebody very special is bringing the word, and uh, I'm going to ask her to come up. One, will you come up as I just introduce One? And so I approached One quite a few months ago. I can't even remember when, and um, we we, we just took a while to settle on the date. Um, She went to Botswana, and we actually had a long call. Uh, when she was in botswana was it two or three weeks ago was it two weeks ago three weeks ago uh, just about the word and we actually we actually just moved the date on one one sunday a little bit but i have just been so delighted at just i want to say on his heart you know she's she's actually a full-time well she's registered and she's busy doing a phd down in durban but she chose to stay in Peter Maritzburg because she felt God calling to come and serve here in our local church, and so she travels many kilometres uh, to Durban to do her studies. But she stays here because she feels connected to us, and so and and in the, during lockdown, I don't know if you know, we've mentioned it, we haven't. Uh, maybe we should have mentioned it more. But uh, One and a number of other folks started. Uh, an intercessory team that prays at 12 p.m. at night. 12 to 1, the first fruits, the first minutes of each day they pray. And we have opened it up, and if you're interested, speak to Orne. There are a number of others that join. I know Cynthia is also a regular over there. And so they have been praying for us, folks, uh, through the night, um, f- uh, m- uh, probably hundreds of nights now going back since the beginning of was the beginning of lockdown when did you guys start was was it we it was in the first lockdown that they started and so they have they've prayed for us just Jen and I on a number of occasions we've joined them a few times uh, in that prayer slot and so when when One you know one of the things is her heart is just so for what God is doing and so I'm just so delighted to invite her to come and bring the word this morning, because, you know, I think there's no better way to get to to know what's really in somebody's heart than when you pray with them. When you hear the prayers that are coming forth from their heart, it's just it's just beautiful. And so, um, one is uh, a qualified uh, psychologist. She's practiced for a number of years and then has come back to do a PhD. So so she definitely. You know, with with without having prayed, she could have a lot to tell us that would be very helpful from practice and from all her studies, etc. But she has prayed so much and she's prepared so much. I mean, literally my prayer for her this morning was... Lord, help her to know what not to say (laughs) Um, and by default know exactly what to say that will minister to our hearts this morning. Amen. So Lord, we thank you for this handmaiden of yours. Thank you for her heart to bring the word, to minister to your people this morning in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Thank you, Pastor Jack. Good morning. I, um, I first um, got to see his people, Peter Marysburg, in 2013. Um, and they brought about a revelation of God that was just beautiful um, living in South Africa as a as a black woman and walking into that church, yeah, that church, this church, um, it was it was just such a beautiful moment for me in God, in the in the realm of God, getting to see what was possible in this side of eternity in South Africa, um, seeing the presence of God and how God was honored in those particulars, the freedom be. So what I sensed, I remember just walking in, I was like wow, God, this is different. What I sensed was the freedom to be myself. Um, race was not an issue. Gender was not an issue. What was in place was connection with God and looking to God. And that really gripped my heart. And I'd like to honor Pastor Jock and Jenny um, for how they honor God because that's what comes out of the culture of the church. Um, and yeah, it was something that, that really gripped my heart. I went back to where I was, where I was worshiping, and I didn't, for a minute, think that I'll be living in Pietermaritzburg, and that one day I'll be standing here doing what I'm doing. So this was just like, wow! Uh, when I talk to my family, and they're like, "Where are you again?" Um, different members of my family, I'll say Pietermaritzburg. You know, next to Durban. Um, so it's it's such a delight. Um, to be standing here knowing um, how God honors this church, knowing, yeah, um, knowing a little bit of the heart of Jesus for this church. Um, Yeah, I'm standing upon what many people um, have um, built, um, how they have labored and just come before God with our hearts, and it's it's an honor, Um, it's an honor. Thank you, Pastor Jug. giving me this opportunity, um, but also as um, a member of your flock <laughs> for yeah how you pastor. Thank you. So as a way of introduction uh, to our message, my name is I am a full-time student. Um, I am completing my PhD. Um, <laughs> I need more of that. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, as a way of introduction to our message today, I'd like us to go to Revelations chapter 1, and we're going to look at verses 1, one and uh, 13 to 17. You see, um, this is definitely not the Passion Translation. We don't have, um, they do have a translation of, wait, sorry, I've got it mixed up. It is the Passion Translation. Um, it reads this, um, let me just give a background story. The book of Revelations is written by John who was a disciple of Jesus Um, and it starts off by saying the revelation of Jesus so it's a book that uh, God um, gave to John to tell us about the person of Jesus and what is going to happen um, um, in the end days. So it starts off by saying the revelation of Jesus Christ and in the midst of the seven lampstands one like the son of man clothed with a garment down to the feet, and girded about the chest with a golden band. His head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes like a flame of fire. His feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. He had in his right hand seven stars. Out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was like the sun shining in its strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as if dead." John, who is the author of this book, as I said, was Jesus' disciple. He walked with Jesus. He talked with Jesus. He spent days with Jesus. He, he had parables from the mouth of Jesus. He was one of those people who would chase other people away while they were with Jesus. In some instances, he referred to himself as one loved by Jesus. He would call himself the beloved one. When we look at the, the painting of the Last Supper, um, our theologians say that he's the one who's leaning on Jesus' chest. So I think it is safe to say that John knew Jesus, right? Yet when John saw Jesus in this ex- experience, in this vision, he saw something unlike anything he had ever seen. It was so marvelous. It was so different that it rendered him catatonic he was as if dead this is somebody that he had known before even after jesus rose from the dead he saw him talked to him ate with him but the vision that he saw now was just so like he had no words his mind like his mind stopped functioning because it just shut down and he was as if dead so this tells us that there's something about jesus there's more to be seen. If somebody who lived with him, slept with him, saw him on earth, responded like that when he saw this new aspect, there's more to Jesus. So there's a revelation of Jesus awaiting us. And um, to title what I'm going to talk about today, we're going to talk about the revelation of Jesus in me. So it is the revelation of Jesus in you. Okay. And I'd like us to go to Genesis uh, chapter 1, verse 3. And um, the beginning. It reads this, Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. Now, the light was more than the sun and the moon. This was the light of the glory of the knowledge of God. God was releasing to our realm, the realm of human beings, a revelation of himself. Knowledge, goodness, power, love, and the righteousness of God. It tells us this light divided darkness from light. Now, when you read further on in verse 14, this is where we see the sun and the moon being created. So this was a different light. Although the sun and the moon do come from this light, right? That's where now you start seeing the light that we used to see with our eyes. Although this light is one that gives us sight. 14, then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night. It divides the day from the night. That lights divide what? Light from darkness. And let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth. And it was so. Now, let us go to John chapter 1, verse 1. um, Verse 1 to 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. This word that says, let the, it's the Word of God. All things were made through him, the Word, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. So this light, that separates um, um, light from darkness. So the Word of God, the Word was God, and the Word is God. The Word is the expression of God himself, making God accessible to our human minds. He uses the word for us to get to know him, for us to get to live in his reality, for us to access him. It was like God gave us the light from himself for us to know him. He gave us the light to reveal himself. to. Him. When he said, let there be light, he was like light, out of himself. God's plan is for us to live with the experiential knowledge of knowing him, living in the revelation of him. And as we may know, the fall of man messed this up, but Jesus came to redeem it. So there is more, more of Jesus to be discovered. I'd like us to go to John chapter 14, verse 16. Uh, to 21 and here we see jesus talking he was about to leave um he was saying his goodbyes to his disciples the johns that we see in, in revelations and he says um and i'll ask the father and he will give you another savior the holy spirit of truth who will be to you a friend just like me and he'll never leave you i promise that i will never leave you helpless or abandon you as orphans. So i'll come back to you So when that day comes, you will know that I'm living in the Father and that you are one with me, for I'll be living in you. Those who truly love me are those who obey my commands. Whoever passionately loves me will be passionately loved by my Father, and I will passionately love him in return, and I'll passionately love him in return, and will do what? Reveal myself to him. So now he also gives a promise of the revelation of himself to us not only did God release it in the beginning and then we missed it because of the fall Jesus says hey I've come to redeem it I will reveal myself to him and this is the Jesus the word that became flesh for us right so now we see uh, uh, we see three things in the scripture we are not orphans in the spiritual realm we are not orphans in the spiritual realm we are not orphans in the spiritual realm We are one with Jesus and with the Father. And Jesus reveals himself to us through the Holy Spirit. And I love how the revelation comes in the presence of love. Um, So, as we go on to um, the next slide. As Jesus is revealed to us... We become like him. As we look at him, we start changing to be like him. And we see the scripture in 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18, New King James Version. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. We are in glory and we are being transformed from one level to another. Um, the next slide is the same scripture in the Passion Translation. We can all draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces. And with no veil, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We are being transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So this is like looking into a mirror, except that this mirror is already programmed with an image that I'm supposed to look like. It is, and it's the image of Jesus. It is not only a looking, but a becoming as well. When I look at it, I don't only look, I become what I look at. I'm transformed into the image of Jesus. So, if you want to see what you look like as a person who's born again, look at the glory of Jesus. That is who you are, that is what you look like. If you're having thoughts that are telling you, ah, you think you're all that, remember, look at the mirror. So I, um, let's see what the next slide says, Lysander. Okay, when we, when we go back to that scripture where John was seeing Jesus in a new light, guys, imagine seeing Jesus like that. I mean, I was sitting, I was thinking, what does it mean, hair as white as wool? Imagine seeing Jesus like that. This was John here in this side of eternity. It was not after, it was today showing us what was accessible to us, the revelation of Jesus. In the same scripture, when we go to um, verse 8, he talks about um, what he was seeing in the throne room. And there are these four living creatures, each having six wings, full of eyes around and within. I don't know what that looks like. Eyes around and eyes inside as well. And they do not rest day or night saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. So these creatures are beholding Jesus sitting on the throne. And as they're looking at him, what comes out of their mouth is, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. What's happening with all these eyes are for seeing. You'd think that looking at the throne, you'll need only one pair of eyes. But because of who Jesus is and the multi-dimension of Jesus, the many facets of Jesus, they have all these eyes to see him. And you know what? Even with eyes within and without, they keep seeing a new aspect of Jesus all the time. This is 24/7. They keep saying, holy, holy, holy. When they, uh, I was talking to uh, Pastor Jenny yesterday. When they look at, like, they're looking, and as they're looking, they see different aspects. Even if it's just like a little change of an angle, they're like, oh, wow, look at him. Holy, holy, holy It's the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. <laughs> Think about the moment where you're like, oh, God, you're so good and you're in worship. And having that 24-7. They don't even have a need for sleep because of the revelation of Jesus. What they're seeing, what they're beholding of Jesus. And you know what this tells me? We're not going to see all of him in this side of eternity. We're going to keep on seeing revelation after revelation. But we're not going to see him all in this side of eternity. But there's a revelation awaiting us still. I got a picture of us in a spectrum of the glory of God. And as we move further in towards the apex of this glory, we get a continuous revelation of Jesus. The Bible tells us that he who started the good work in me shall see to perfection until the day of Jesus Christ. And I was sitting here, and I was reminded that the glory of the latter church shall be greater than that of the former. Why? Why is it greater? Because of what Christ is doing in us, the revelation of the glory of God. There's a scripture that I left out here. In the beginning, Jesus was given the glory. He had the glory. And then in John, I think it's John chapter 5 or 6. I've, like he then talks to the Father and says, "I've done what you've asked me to do. Now glorify me. pull me back to that level of glory that you had given me." And then when you go further on in the scripture, he says to God, "The glory that you have given me, I have now given to them." Do you know who the them is? Exactly. So there is a revelation of the glory of God awaiting us. It, it's not like it's optional. It is ours. It's a realm of existence that God has given us. It is for us. It's who we are. I want us to look at um, how do we do this. Um, and as we're going to the how, I'd just like to make this brief mention that <laughs> getting to Getting to um, look at what to include and what not to include about the revelation of Jesus in me was not easy. Because as, I, as you can see, I actually have Genesis and revelations. The revelation of Jesus is the whole book. And I was reading it, I was like, oh wow, oh wow, oh wow. And I was just like, God, what is man that you're mindful of? Because the whole book is the revelation of Jesus. And today's message is to... To awaken us to the more that Jesus has for us. And for us to go and seek Him, to be with Him, to, res- to respond to the invitation that is given us. So it's definitely not covering the everything. How do I get the revelation of Jesus reading the Word? Who is the Word? The Word is Jesus. Right? So if I want to get a revelation of Jesus, where do I go? I go to Him, I go to the Word. So the Word is the person of Jesus. God reveals himself to us through the Word uh, with the Holy Spirit. So when you you take time and you set time out to study the Word, it's you and God, the triune God, God, Holy Spirit, God, Father, God, Jesus. And you say, Holy Spirit, reveal Jesus to me. And when you pray and say, Holy Spirit, reveal Jesus to me, You're actually saying what's in his word because he says Holy Spirit will reveal Jesus to us. And Holy Spirit will reveal Jesus. We also get to see a revelation of God through spending time with God. Sometimes it can be a little confusing. You're like, wait, but I'm reading the word and I'm spending time with him. What's the difference? Spending time with God can include um, reading the word, but it's also other, uh, other things. It could be worship. It could be meditating. Um... There's, a, there's, a, there's another word that you use with the Emotionally Healthy Church. What is it called? I know there's another one. Contemplating. Is that, is, that, is that what they use? Or when you contemplate, when you sit. Jesus is a person. When you sit down and you allow yourself to have conversation with him. And you allow him to talk to you. And you allow him to reveal himself to you. It actually happens. We have a ministry called Sozo. Greek word for saved, healed, and delivered. And I was living in the Northwest. I came here um, for uh, the ministry, to receive a ministry. Um, And I became more aware of the person of Jesus Christ and the different aspects of him. You read the word and you're like, oh yeah, Jesus is this, Jesus is that. It's one thing having head knowledge, it's another having experiential knowledge. Having a heart knowledge as well. So I became aware of the different aspects of Jesus, that he's not just savior. He is firstborn of all creation, he's big brother. He is um, companion, he is friend. Um, And I decided, you know what, I want to get to know this Jesus. And I went through scripture um, I, I had a room that I, I had converted into a prayer room. It was actually a guest room, but I would converted into a prayer room when there were no guests. Um, and I started writing out all these scriptures that talked about Jesus and who Jesus was and all his different aspects. The lion and the lamb. What does it mean to be the lion? What does it mean to be the lamb? Um, and I put them all up on the wall. And I started praying. I was like, God, reveal yourself to me. And it's still in my prayer today. Because remember, he who started the good work in me shall see to perfection until the day of Jesus Christ. And I, and I, and I, I stayed there and I was like, help me see you. The Bible says this is who you are. Can I have a revelation of you in my own life so that I'll know who you are? We can also get a revelation of Jesus through teachings. When people teach... They're actually giving us a revelation of what they got themselves. I, like, I'll sit here and I'll marvel at the relationship that Pastor Jack has with God when he comes and he starts teaching and um, t- telling us of um, <laughs> Psalm 23, the Lord is my best friend. And, and you just see it. And you start seeing it for yourself through his revelation, who, who, who the Lord is as a shepherd. Right, So, as people teach, as they, as they preach, they get to share us their revelations, which prompt us into more revelations of Jesus. When, when Pastor Jenny stands here in all her authority, and she, she breaks the path before going to God, because she has that anointing of um, pioneering, like, like going on paths that I have not gone on before, I'm um, to God and then helping me to take that path and go to God. So she's actually helping me to get a revelation of who Jesus is. And that is why it's important not to forsake fellowship like this because of what we get. And then another way of, of getting revelation is fellowship. And it's more than this fellowship. It's fellowship with people who also believe us in God. I have been amazed at the number of times talking to people, different people, whether children, um, whoever, like just talking to people, the revelation that I get of what God is doing. Sometimes I'll be praying and I'll be spending time with God and I don't quite get it. Um, and then I talk to somebody and then the picture becomes clear. And I was like, oh, I didn't know this was what God was doing. Oh, I didn't know this was what God was showing me. Why? Because of the Jesus that they carry. I'm able to get a revelation. The Bible says that we see in part. So when I bring my part and somebody else brings their part, we get a greater revelation of Jesus. So spending time with other people is actually important. Um, when I was a lot younger, I was in boarding school. It's a lot younger. <laughs> I was in boarding school in my early years of um, high school. Um, and we, we had this practice of having people over for food a lot at our home. So I, I, I was I was surrounded by church people. I was surrounded by people who really loved God, um, and we would invite them to come over for supper. And I was cooking this one day, and I approached um, these ones like, "Hey, would you like to come and have supper?" And this one guy said to me, uh, "You know, I was planning to to fast on that particular day, but I haven't talked to God yet about doing it. So I'll come. You know, I will I will hold it off and I'll come." And after that conversation, I was like, "Whoa." When you fast, you need to tell God first. <laughs> you don't just go into it. <laughs> you told God that, hey, I'm fasting. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't know. Hey, God, I want to fast because I did want to fast. Um, and that led me to go back to the Bible. To, like, I was like, I didn't know there were structures to fasting. Where do they get these things? And at that time, I discovered Isaiah 58, the fasting that God has ordained. And on the day that I was actually, I was cooking, I was hosting this particular event, um, I decided to fast uh, for the day. Um, and then I'll break the fast when we're having supper together. And as, as, as somebody who was in boarding school, I was like, hey God, I need pocket money. Um, would, you, would you give me pocket money? And can I tell you that by the end of that evening, I had pocket money more than I thought I would have. So there was something of Jesus that was, re- that was released to me out of the engagement that I had with people around me. And this is everyday living. It's because, but it's because that person had Jesus and I was able to to access Jesus. And I'm sure you can see out of that, what's the next slide? You can see out of that, that knowing Jesus helps you to make him known to other people as well. And sometimes it's not in, hey, get to know Jesus. It's in just living because you carry him and people get to see him in you. So, Pastor Jack has been talking about knowing Jesus and making him known. I think it's two, two sermons. I was listening to both sermons. Like The first time I was like,
2: oh, yes, that's what we're going to talk about, a revelation
1: of Jesus. <laughs> um, but, you know, as you get, as you get to... As you get to know Jesus, we talked about, you know, the how, the revelation of Jesus. You know, it goes beyond just knowing. Knowing, in this instance, is experiential knowing, living in the knowledge of Jesus. Not just having a knowledge, but living in it. It's like a realm of, 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 of um, the reality of Jesus that we have been invited to. The Bible says to grab hold of that which Jesus has grabbed hold for us. So it's a realm that is inviting us into when we read the word, um, we get to see him and we get to become more and more like him. The, word, the Bible also tells us that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by what? The word of God. So there's something that happens inside of us. As Jesus is revealed to us, we get to carry those aspects of him. As his purity is revealed to me, I carry the purity of Jesus. As his holiness is revealed to me, I carry the holiness of Jesus. Many people have been told that their atmosphere changes, right? We are all atmosphere changes, by the way, because of the person of Jesus inside of us. Right? When we, have, when we have them inside of us, when we come into a place, something shifts. Because one in authority is there. Right? Right? But that is because of who we carry. And as we get more and more revelation, guess what? The authority increases. Yes, there's some people who have a gift of the authority in the spiritual realm. Where they come into a place and things just change, right? And people will be like, ooh, it's peaceful here. What just happened? Um, it's because Prince of Peace has walked in. Somebody who's had a revelation of the peace of Jesus has walked in and they're carrying Jesus. There's actually power in purity. And this is something that um, God has been talking to me about. And it's like, as I work at my purity in you, just your being in a place, something changes. Nations can change. Because as you deal with leaders from a place of purity that Jesus has worked in you, that Jesus has revealed in you, it actually leads to change in the nations that they're leading. So, and this comes out of knowing Jesus, right? And then you get to make him known. As you make him known, you present Jesus to other people. You present Jesus to situations. You present Jesus to nations. You represent Jesus. We spend time in intercession. We are representing um, um, Jesus to nations. There are some people that uh, I get to pray with, and just seeing the impact that God has with them over nations, over nations. And that's who you are because of the Jesus you carry. How Jesus uses your influence is not limited to what you can do. It extends to what he can do. And the Bible calls us ambassadors of reconciliation. As we get to know Jesus as is revealed in us, we get to make him known and reconcile people to him. Revelation chapter twenty-two, verse seventeen. And the spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him who and let him who hears say come. And let him who thirst come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. The water of life that we're talking about is Jesus. And they're saying, come to Jesus. The Spirit is calling for Jesus to come. The church can hear what the Spirit is saying. The church is the bride. The the church is called the bride of Christ. This is the global church. So the church can hear what the Spirit is saying. And she echoes the cry of the Spirit. And she's saying, come. She's coming to agreement with the Spirit and they're saying to Jesus, come, come, come give us your revelation. Come form yourself in us. And I'd like to invite you for you to come into agreement with the Spirit and say, come, I want to see more of you. I want to have you revealed in me. I want to have you formed in me. This realm that she's talking about, I want to be with you. I want to be in what you have grabbed hold for me. Talked about Jesus redeeming what God had meant to be. So obviously there's a need to know Jesus. There's a need to have a connection with him, and this is what we call being born again. Um, I'm looking for other words to use other than being, like the word being born again, but it's being reconciled to Jesus. And before I go on, because there's ministry that um, we would like to go into. If you're here and you're like, you know what? I really would like to see the person of Jesus formed in me. But I don't know him. I'm not even connected to him. I would like to know him. I'd like to have a relationship with God. Would you kindly show yourself by raising your hand so that we could pray with you? When you say, yeah, I'm just tired of like, doing it my own way. Would you kindly say yes? I want to be reconciled to you, Jesus, by um, raising your hand. Okay, That's all right. So as I was thinking about this message, I saw a couple of pictures. There was a sense that some people have actually been sensing, they've been feeling God calling them into the more. Like there was an urging, God calling them into the more. But some people have been waiting for the right time. It's like they were saying, I just need to deal with this, and then I'll come. I just need to take care of this, and then I'll come. The truth is, we can't find right standing on our own. I may want to deal with it, but I can't deal with it outside of Jesus. Jesus is the one who helps me to deal with it. Otherwise, I wouldn't need a savior. So the invitation is for you to come, even with that, because Jesus takes care of it. I also saw, um, it's very similar, a, 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 a picture of a person in a room with self-constructed walls. They had built these walls as a way of trying to make sense of the season that they're in, as a way of trying to manage their anxiety, where they're feeling like, I don't know how, God, what's happening here? What I need to do? Like, have I missed it? What's happening? And then they start doing these things around themselves because they're trying to deal with it. But a way of actually understanding that urging is look to him and say, "Hey, what you doing?" And he's calling you into the more. You say, "Come, let's go to another level of glory." And then finally, I saw a picture of people, those who are responding and saying yes. I saw a group of people who are stepping up, stepping in to the more of the glory of God, and there's like there is, there's acceleration in what God is doing. There's a revelation of His kingdom, a release of His kingdom because you're releasing His kingdom. There's a freedom from some things that people are just like, oh, I need to, I need to deal with this. It's because you need to go to another level of glory, and they say, come, let us do this together. Um, so, having said that, I need to ask Pastor Jenny um, to help with this aspect of ministry because we we would like to minister to yeah, these people. So, um, if this resonates with you, we are all being called into the more. The Bible tells us that as we behold, as in a mirror, the glory of the risen King, we are being transformed into his image, going from one level of glory to another. And if this resonates with you, especially the pictures that I, that I, um, I read out, would you respond and give your yes by standing up as your prophetic act and say, hey, Jesus, I actually want the more of you.
3: I I have a sense and and One spoke several pictures that she had, but one of them or one of them for me was where people are, are potentially where you're feeling I'm not worthy of that. And One has spoken uh, spoke that um, in different ways through her message that you don't have to be worthy uh, that's what Jesus came to be he came to be worthy for you and and we can have spaces where where but I've done this but I've done that or well, I'm not good enough and and it's just turning our hearts and saying Jesus I'm wanting more of a revelation of you. And One is saying, We're wanting the more. And it's, Jesus, I want more of a revelation of you. And not just physically seeing, but seeing in our hearts, encountering Him, experiencing Him, seeing like the elders do, and going, God, you are so amazing. And as you see that in him, him creating and working that in your heart and in your life. And so can I ask if we can just, as you've stood, those of you that have stood, just lift your hands as a way of surrender and as a way of receiving. You know, a cup has two sides and it's empty in the inside. Because it's ready to receive what's being poured out. So Jesus, you see those, all of us, who are wanting more of a revelation of you, not just for ourselves, but in us, more of a revelation of you in me and through my life. So Jesus, just come, come now. Just come and touch your people, Lord. Just let them meet with you. And as they say, Jesus, I'm, I'm surrendering to you. I'm surrendering to you and making myself available for you to reveal yourself to me more. I'm going to read my Bible. I want to spend time with you, Jesus. I'm gonna to listen to you so that I can, so that you can reveal yourself to me more. But Jesus, just come and touch. Just come and encounter your people. Let them, let them know your presence with them right now, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Jesus, thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus, I have a sense of where there's some of us where there are things that we need to bring to Jesus just as you are getting a revelation of Jesus and how amazing he is. We can be convicted of the things that are not so amazing, the sin that we have been walking in. And I want to invite you to, to give that, to repent. Repent means to say, God, I, I repent of that sin, I give you that, now please forgive me. And. Thank you that you died to make me clean, to to take away that sin, that I can can have more of a revelation of you, that I can see you more, look more like you. So I invite you right now just to to give him those things. Repent, to to turn from those things that, that that are making you feel, I'm not good enough. And Jesus is the one that cleans it away. But we need to give them to him, turn from them for him. So just do that now.
1: was talking earlier about the promises there was a huge sense of restoration and for some people there's a restoration of the voice of God as they as they had known it um, uh, before there's a sense of um, like aligning rail tracks it's almost like you're coming back into this path it's been feeling like you're pushing against like a heaviness that's it was almost like it was creating a a um, like like a space between you and god and god is just taking taking it away and for some people it's like oh i missed you my son i missed you thank you for the reign of your presence over us lord thank you for the washing away that enables us to see you just want to to take a step forward to help you feel like you're not stuck in that one place as a prophetic act just it doesn't have to be a big step just just a step forward that says i'm moving i'm not stuck in this and you know what there's a there's a glory realm that god has for us as a church what he's doing in us as a church. What is releasing to us and through us. And we we respond. We respond. We say yes, Jesus. You the head of the church.
2: We were praying. I got a sense that um, a sense for those that God had been calling into the more. That the Lord is saying, step into the more and <laughs> agree with God and be at peace. Agree with God and be at peace. If He's calling you into the more agree and make peace with it and go fully into the place of the more. And I just saw like this, uh, um, like feet that were that would go in, but not quite. You know, when you're just like, okay, taking a step, but not really. But I get a sense that God is saying, agree with me, son. Agree with me, son. Agree with me, daughter. And be at peace. Come. Yeah, and I also just got a sense to just release that peace. <laughs> peace of God. We. Shalom, peace. We invite you, shalom, peace. 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 Agree with God and be at peace. We invite you, shalom, peace. Peace, be still. Peace, be still. We agree. We agree and we are at peace. We agree. We come in for the more and we are at peace. We come in. We agree. We say, shalom. Shalom is welcome in our hearts. The shalom peace of God is welcome in our hearts. We agree with God and we are at peace. We agree, we agree, we yield our hearts, we yield our hearts, we yield our hearts and we are at peace. We will not step back anymore. We will not be double-minded. We will not think twice. We agree and we are at peace. Peace be still, peace be still. Peace be still, peace be still, peace be still.
3: I just want to for those of you um, who are wondering uh, what's what's happening with some people. Um, just some of it is, is Jesus or Holy Spirit is they they experiencing something in their hearts with Jesus as they are engaging him and and their emotions are being touched. And it's okay because Jesus is a person and he's relating to us. And so, so I, I want to encourage you not to get um, like disturbed or upset with that, but just focus on what Jesus has been doing to you and doing with you and speaking to you. And we, we just say thank you, Jesus. We thank you for the revelation of who you are. Thank you, Jesus, that you don't ever disqualify any of us. That even if we didn't bring things to you today or or stand or whatever, you don't disqualify us, Lord. Jesus, you are there walking with us, wanting to have relationship with us. And so we open our hearts to you, continued, going on into our week we just say thank you Jesus. Here we are. We surrender to you. Bring more of a revelation of who you are to our hearts, not just to our heads, but to our hearts. And help us to reflect you. A revelation of us in me to the world. In Jesus' name, Lord.
4: sense that despite what has been said there are still still people who feel but it's easy to talk but you don't know what i have done you don't know my story so it's easy to talk and to say come and lay it before him and and it will be okay because you don't know but the lord reminded me and and He wants wants us to be reminded of that murderer and robber on the cross. If we think about the worst things you can do to mankind, be to take a life, to violently take something from that robbery, that was a murderer, that man was the worst of the worst. All he did at that moment before he died, after he lived his whole life in sin, the moment before he died, all he did is he said, Think about me when you're in paradise. Jesus said, I promise you, today you will be with me in paradise. So, no matter what it is, Jesus is bigger. His grace and his love is bigger than whatever it is you feel separate you from. I want to invite you to rethink. Just to lie down. You can't lose anything. You can't lose anything by laying it down.
2: We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information, please visit our website at www.thathispeoplepmb.co.ca. And for more of our messages, visit our YouTube and SoundCloud channels as well as other podcast platforms. If you would like to contact us, please email us at hispeoplepmb at gmail.com or send a message to 061-452-0877. To join us for in-person services, visit us at 154 Birkett Road, Scottsville, Peter We hope to see you soon. God bless you.